0: In my mind, I always thought, I'm not doing it the right way. Yeah. And being who you are, it's harder for me to believe than it is for me to say. So it's easier for me to encourage someone to hear it for myself. Yeah. I'm not a good friend to myself very often, and I'm working on that. I heard on some podcasts a couple years ago that this guy talked about being a friend to yourself. And I was like, what? You can do that? (laughs) You can be nice to yourself? (laughs) Wow.
1: Hey friends, thanks for joining me for another great episode of the Holy Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Biedenbach, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to some incredible creators who operate best in that intersection where faith meets creativity. My hope is that these conversations would inspire you to explore that sacred space where your faith meets your inner creative to discover the unique ways in which you can positively impact the world around you. If you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, stick around, and I'll have some information for you a little bit later in the episode. Today's guest is Matt Plett, a freelance artist and graphic designer out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, who may be best known for his eye-catching murals that encourage people to think, to breathe, and to not give up. Matt's faith journey has been riddled with questions and doubts, but he says there's no longer any fear for him in living in that tension because it's the very place where he's experienced the most growth. And he says the times he feels the most connected with God are those very times when he's engaged in his own creative process. Matt's also a personal friend of mine, and I'm excited to have him here to share his story with you. Let's jump into this very real and raw conversation. Welcome to the Holy Creativity Podcast. I'm here with my friend and fellow soccer dad, Matt Plett. Matt, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exciting to have you here for a... Number of reasons, but especially today because there's a big game tonight. So I'm an FC Cincinnati fan, and Matt, you're a sad Columbus Crew fan. I mean, you are not Columbus, sad. <laughs> not sad, not sad in this rivalry for sure. So the big games tonight, um, I'd say a big game because that's hopeful me talking. Besides being a Columbus Crew fan, tell us a little bit about yourself,
0: okay? Uh, so I am, uh, born in, born in Kansas, uh, to let's say like 15 generations of Mennonite brethren. Okay. Folks. All right. Um, until my parents kind of went and did a little bit more evangelical thing just through, I mean, they grew up that way, but, um, I have moved to Indiana when we were, I was in fourth grade. Okay.
1: I would say this is where I'm from now. Okay. Kind of funny. Yeah. And this is where your family's from. I mean, your kids, we're yeah, born my born here and yeah, growing up right. here and your wife is from she's from Michigan okay
0: uh she's a third grade teacher here at Fort Wayne okay uh, she's the reason I can do art basically
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll get into that for sure for sure and our kids play soccer together yeah. so it's fun that we're friends but I, I love the work that you do and that's what I want to want to get into a little bit here today so tell us Tell us a little bit about that work. I know you've, you've had some recent um, murals that you've painted. You've done some graphic design work that I've seen recently, even this last week that came across my desk at work. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I feel like it's
0: always been a process of what I do. So I'm a freelancer, so that includes a lot of things. Okay. I feel like murals is probably the reason most people know who I am, Yeah, uh, which is a funny, weird thing to say out loud. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I've done a couple in Fort Wayne. I've done a couple not in Fort Wayne. I went to school for graphic design. Okay, so that's kind of my mentality, like where I come from, all these projects and stuff. Like yeah. my focus, I guess you could say. Okay, so I do a lot of lettering because of graphic design, which is hand lettering. It's just mm-hmm. like because I can't afford fonts. On yeah. My own. Yeah, and it's just more from there. Uh, that's kind of a focus.
1: A lot of um, your murals are lettering yes yeah. too right so you have sayings and words and things like that we'll talk about what those are yeah. a little bit later but it's interesting that that comes from your graphic design background i didn't didn't know that
0: yeah so going to school i had some i think that was the i went for fine art first okay uh at manchester college okay. and felt a little intimidated okay because uh, of natural talent wasn't as high maybe or i just was a unconfident person at okay. that time yeah, and you know still today but uh i decided that graphic design makes more sense even though i had never really used a computer before okay like, at, this is how old i am like getting to college we it was like my first real email yeah. account yeah but i've done graphic design for i've been a freelancer for now Jeez. almost my whole marriage almost okay so it's been 15 years okay uh something like that
1: has most of that freelance work been in graphic design, or has it been in, I know you said you do a lot of different things, but has the majority of it been graphic design? Yeah, it definitely started that way.
0: Uh, that was like the way to make some money. Yeah. It was like I wanted to be, so I was gradually doing that, and then I got let go of my job. Okay. The day after we signed our
1: lease. Oh, no. Or not our lease, but our mortgage Okay. Papers. So, Which is great. It wasn't the day before. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> that would have been terrible. What, what were you doing before that then?
0: I was working at a graphic design studio. Okay. Um,
1: so you were still doing the same I was kind doing of that, yeah. You just weren't freelancing. Yeah. Okay. So
0: since then, I've done more and more what I can figure out how to do. I did spend like a good 10 years, seven to eight years, basically more being just stay at home dad than artists, let's okay. say. There's a gap of like, I can't really do much work right now. Yeah. So, yeah. We have two kids. I didn't even say that. Yeah. Sorry, Remy. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I have an 11, 11 and nine year old. Okay. Elliot and Remy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's fun being a stay at home dad.
0: It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Challenging. Challenging it was the one time,
0: I mean, I kind of feel that way now again, but one time I knew I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt really like, okay, cool. I can't screw this up if i really care. Yeah, right? <laughs> this Or i will screw this, this up. This really matters. No matter what. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about like what are some things you said most people know you because of your murals? What mm-hmm. are some things that maybe people would recognize they might have seen some of your work? Yeah.
0: So, uh in Fort Wayne, i have a mural that says don't give up. I have all my murals are just titled by the thing that it says usually. Okay. Yeah. Uh i did a i did a collaboration mural with my friend Theo. Um Says better together near our house. So, and then there was one that says breathe uh, repeatedly. I did a think one. So, there's okay. these are these are things that, and then I just recently finished one at Jefferson Point, which it says you got this. Yeah. So
1: it adds a lot of color it does. to Jefferson Point Sorry. for sure. Yeah. Um, and so that's the other thing too. Most of your the stuff that I've seen of your work now, maybe there's other stuff. Uh, that I haven't seen, but most of your stuffs really bright, really colorful. A lot of mixing of colors that really pop, and it kind of just makes you happy when you look at it. Oh, really? I think that's so. Great. Well, I, is that I in, hope is that so. intentional? It's not. I, I don't, would imagine, but no. Yeah, that's a really good question.
0: But I would consider my color uh, palette, I guess, obnoxious.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. I think it's. A, I think I like bright colors. Uh huh. I like to i mean my favorite color is purple yeah
1: which is funny because i know people aren't they might see clips of this on social media but you and i wear a lot of black and we joke about that all the time yeah but your your color scheme and your palette when you paint is like like it just pops
0: yeah i mean i've thought about this before and i don't exactly know where that comes from i think it's partially being born when i was born and then the 90s happened as well uh and when you're a formative sports <laughs> fan and other things like cartoon styles and Charlotte Hornets and all this yep. stuff
1: are coming out, that's what was so it, cool. So, is bright. that where like the teal and the purple and all that comes from? Is I'm that guessing, the Hornets being a Hornets fan? I don't fan?
0: know. I'm not even a Hornets fan. Okay. I'm just a. You were a basketball I'm, fan. You're I'm a basketball very player. much. My dad's a bas- college basketball coach too. Okay. So, I did that since I could walk or okay. before that, even. Gotcha. So So, there's a lot of. I. It's kind of like spirituality. It's like mm-hmm. it's no matter what you're still going to have it there. It's in yep. you. It's in I am you. not in any way an athlete at this point. But uh you am out there kicking a soccer ball around no, with the no. kids, man. I've seen that. I only do it cuz I need to do it to be a good dad. <laughs> uh the message behind some of my murals is yeah. also with the with the colors, I think. Okay. So there's a lot of things I want to say to myself in those pieces. Okay. So I'm not naturally a don't give up guy. (laughs) Let's say that. Like, I'm not naturally a calm person. I'm not. I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit unconfident in myself. So there's a lot of me trying to say this to myself. Gotcha. I think the first one I ever did was the don't give up. And I did a Kickstarter through that. So it felt like it was. That was your first mural. That was my first mural. Okay. Four
1: years ago. Okay. I I didn't realize that. I didn't even realize that was so new. I thought that had been around longer than that. Okay. it just felt like. It's weird,
0: and it's two blocks from my house. Okay, so so you see it all the time. I see it all the time, and I knew this. I knew I would see it all the time. Everyone I know that lives in my neighborhood that I'm friends with would see it every day. Yeah, Uh, my kids would see it every day growing up. We drive home from school, whatever. Yeah, so there was a lot of uh, a lot of that stuff goes into my thought patterns for like place and repetition is a big thing it's like social science mixed with art maybe okay except that i didn't use a positive affirmation i used like a negative okay which i feel like is somehow more artistic to me okay. more natural
1: for me so don't, instead of like keep going yeah, yeah. it was a don't give up
0: well i'm 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 always telling the line of super corny okay like uh, and that's okay with me i think that's how a lot of faith stuff is actually okay a lot of truth in things that are like oh, it's corny. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want a little further up so it's not yeah. just like a good vibes only kind of thing.
1: Yeah. It has
0: to have truth and
1: reality and yeah. So let's get into your faith story a little bit, Matt, because I think um, you know, for me, my faith really drives a lot of the stuff that I do. And I think what I kinda heard you say just a second ago was, you know, if truth is just if, if it's just like feel good kind of truth. Like I don't really want to be a part of that anymore. I want to be a part of something where truth that not just makes me happy, but truth that really impacts hard places in my life. So I don't know if that's where you were going with that. That's why I interpreted what you said. I want to hear some of your faith story. Cause I wonder if that'll come out as you talk. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit about, you said you you grew up, um, Mennonite brethren. I mean,
0: Mennonite. It's funny. Cause it's faith stories have to do with your parents and your grandparents. In my opinion, like they just have to. That's mm-hmm. just how it works. Yep. Um, whether they whether it's positive people, or negative. Yeah. And, whether they
1: people of faith or not. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And
0: uh, my, I guess ancestry is all German because of this, but German that hasn't been in Germany for three hundred years because Germany was making them sign up for war. Okay. And that was part of their basic tenet of faith is peace, and so they. Uh, Catherine the Great offered them land to farm, so they went to Ukraine. It was Russia then, and then around 1880, something okay. like 60 or 80, there was some stuff happening in Russia. That same thing, so they were trying yeah. to leave, and they went all over the place and kind of asked for that or whatever. Okay, but uh, so then my grandparents grew up that way. My parents grew up that way. My dad, and mom, from the wheat belt or whatever you called it in then, Kansas, in Kansas right? and Oklahoma, yeah. And so there's a lot of, I would say, non-art thought there. Okay. Except that creativity is very much a part of how I think of God at this point. So I grew up that way. We grew up until I was about six in Kansas. I went to a midnight church. I had my first... Um, uh, sinner's prayer thing, okay. Yeah, you know, we don't need to talk about that too much because yeah. I'm very anti sinner's <laughs> prayer at this point. We don't need to talk about it, but I had a moment with a friend actually, so it was very interesting. We just decided it wasn't like a scared of hell thing, yeah. this is the first time, okay. <laughs> did it, you know, said a prayer together and was like, okay, cool, let's go draw and play sports and whatever. <laughs> uh, after that, it didn't, it, I remember it, so it's yeah. obviously memorable, and I right. do think those kind of Things do make, do matter. Sure. So that kind of stuff. For sure. And, uh, then I'm not even like really anti that. Yeah. I guess I just don't really, I don't know. We, don't, yeah. I shouldn't be anti yeah. whatever. But no, I, I get that. I'm i really, that's why I probably would say I'm not evangelical anymore. Cause since I'm like, kind of believe God is in, in there already. Gotcha. I'm uh, more, more of like, uh, we're not born sinners anymore. Okay. Or maybe we are. I don't know.
1: And you're okay in the tension? No, I'm really
0: okay with tension. Yeah. The tension is like a thing that helps me grow constantly. I need yeah. to have it to grow. I think that's part of being an artist actually, maybe. Yeah. Um, and also like questioning things has been the hardest part of my life yeah. internally, however, the most s- spurring of growth that I yeah. could probably ever have.
1: I think so. I think the tension, I want to pause there for a second because I think the tension is necessary. I don't think we grow outside of tension, yeah. right? Even if it's, you know, I'm comfortable with where I am and I learn something new. And even if that's the way place I want to go to and the thing I want to learn, like there's a distance there, which means there's some tension that I have to get from where I am to where I'm going. For me, most of my growth has come when it's been like someone challenging, like they introduce something that sounds like it's right, but it's not exactly what I currently believe. And so yeah. there's a tension of why, why does that sound right? But it's not exactly what I, what I think. And so you lean into that tension and you grow through it. So I do think that tension is necessary for growth in any area. Yeah. Specifically, spiritually speaking, I think tension is necessary.
0: Yeah. And, and kind of how you handle tension is, is yes. the direction you're going to,
1: are you going to lean into it or are yeah. you going to run from it because yeah. it scares you?
0: I think I know a lot of people who don't want it. I agree. Or at maybe that's just they're not ready for it or yep, something like that. Yep, I agree.
1: But so let's pick up your you're in class with their friend or you're playing basketball with a friend after you pray the first sinner's <laughs> prayer, right? Pick up your story from there. <laughs> okay. Well, uh it's also part of my creator story, I would say, okay. because
0: this friend that I did that prayer with was also the kid. This is like kindergarten. I'm talking six really or seven. Young. Yeah. Okay, great. And it was fully like relaxed and natural to me at that point we would go every day do you remember commander mark or is it like mark mark uh oh my gosh i just forgot his last name he had a show on pbs same time every day me and my friend would sit there and watch and draw with him and we would watch and we'd do it together so so right there for me communally i guess that maybe is not the word but in collaboration yeah. i came in relationship and had with some relationship yeah. uh for both those things yeah is how i kind of was like oh i like art a lot or i like maybe i like god or gotcha. maybe god likes me whatever yeah so uh those things were not fearful for me because of other people um so then we move we go to different churches it kind of gets more and more uh a little different than what i'm used to but my when i said you're parents and grandparents affect that you still learn from them as much as you would learn from a church Mm -hmm. and what they knew was what they grew up with. But we're going to a church. That's a little bit different mindset. Okay. But they didn't, you know, kids kind of do their own youth group stuff in the nineties. That's when that started. So it was like a little bit weirdly alone. I didn't talk much about what I was going through to my parents. I was very internal with a lot of my like whatever. Mm Mm-hmm problems i guess you would say or anything i had and then uh i probably you know some of that also is like oh god the you know oh there's hell oh wait what hell sounds terrible i should be scared because i'm so bad wait what yeah like i'm a bad i'm bad
1: now so that thought came later well it was later yeah it was after
0: that and so i ended up you know i probably i've told people that i probably accepted christ more than you yeah, <laughs> like multiple I did it before times before I was afraid. I said it too many. No, no, not because of that. Because oh, okay. I like, kept doing it. Like so, I was like, oh, "I might." As well. There's no reason not to do it again. Man. I don't know. I mean, what man. if I messed
1: up and said it wrong? You know, growing like, up in the '90s and going to camps and youth groups, like we all did it about 15 to 20 times, probably. Yeah,
0: and it wasn't all for like it was. It was maybe a couple times where it was from not a scared point of view, yeah. but it was mostly because you're like. Oh, Mm. I don't, wanna to yeah. I don't want to go to hell. Yeah. This is the better alternative. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, so there's like, I feel like some damage there uh, that I had to overcome later in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, got to the point in high school where you start thinking about yourself still I wanted to get baptized for the second time. Okay. Yeah. Even though I'm Mennonite, supposedly, right? Yeah. So whatever. Sure. Anyway. Went to Huntington College. I get married. And we have kids. I'm always... Kind of having this problem where I've never really liked going to church Mm -hmm. because I'm always like uh, a little bit disagreeing with every all the sermons. But I've had Mm -hmm. good friends that I've met through church people who I can talk to about anything. Yeah. People who have heard and listened to me and like wanted the best for me, not just telling me what's right and wrong. Yeah. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. But it gets more and more like uh, things, things in your life start affecting your faith. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually makes. The only way that that can make sense to me yeah because if you can't see it affecting things in you and seeing the i guess you can say fruit or whatever of yeah. these things um and you can also see how much it's damaging people that you love or right yourself or you know anyway political stuff all that stuff mm-hmm. can really affect uh how you stand on that stuff yep and i think a lot of our know 30 to 40 generation or whatever age it doesn't even matter right uh have left because it's not all the way right but that's what they said was right right you got to be all the way in on everything we say yeah or it's not for you anymore yeah. or you're out yeah i don't think that's actually how people who are like have a good relationship with the divine would actually <laughs> Right. Say that, but I do think a lot of people don't understand how much sway they have on another person. Agreed, and it's very, especially in the you've, we've seen it so much with male-dominated society mm-hmm. that it's been. It's funny how hard it is for people to open their eyes to be like, well, what? I'm not doing anything wrong. This just what it's like. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is what it's been like. Yep. Instead of like trying to understand other people that are not like you, or yep, or actually living with people that are not like you, and like learning from them. Yeah.
1: So you talk about living in community and in relationship with people and I think um we have a tendency I think to surround ourselves naturally with people who are like us, look like us, think like us, whatever and I think there's an intentional aspect that we need to lean into to understand other people, right? And to understand their thoughts and their beliefs and who they are as a person and what brought them to that place, right? Um and so I hear you saying that and I recognize like, that's absolutely true in most of our churches, right? Um, and I've served in the church my entire career, and I, I recognize that uh, even just recently in the last five to ten years looking around my friend groups and going, everybody looks, thinks, and acts like me. And I don't know that that's the best place for me to be relationally with just these people. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that it's funny. I think Richard Rohr talks about like there's three st- parts of a life mm-hmm. kind of like the first one. You need to be safe a little bit when you're young and growing yep. and you're, you know, I guess it was in faith, but it was more in like life yeah. and the way you think. And then there's a time where you're like, I have to throw all of that away. Mm-hmm. And then there's a time where you're like, now I'm going to
1: piece my actual faith together. And that's kind of where I feel like I am now. I, I just love hearing your story and unpacking some of mine with you. So this, is, this has been a lot of fun. But I want to get to the, the point in your story where I know you really wrestled with things, right? We yeah. talked a lot about that. And what do I believe? Do I even believe this Christianity thing? Do I believe in God at all? Do I, right? Let's, let's move to that part of your story.
0: So I think around late 20s, got married, um, got a house, all the stuff you're supposed to do, I guess. Um, got a job, you know. All that stuff,, uh, some of that stuff started to show itself as being not as easy as I thought. So you have relationships with your friends that forever something happens. You know, people start getting divorced or people start uh, leaving the church or already have for a long time, and you're kind of like not all the way out or not all the way in, but that feels like the hardest part. yeah, it's way easier to just decide and be out or yeah. decide and be in mm-hmm. and like challenge the challenger is not an easy person to be. Or attention right yeah, so uh, you know relationships with people and the things that were happening in my life were just kind of piling up. Mm-hmm. they were pretty existential. I came to a point where I had already been gradually gradually like just pushing against a line, and a lot of people think that once you ask these questions and you're like, "Oh crap. Now I have to ask all this next question what's the next question, which is yeah. normal, and I think that's actually how everything works, mm-hmm. like every time you solve a problem, there's, there's going to be another
1: one yeah, and you
0: just grow the more like you un- know unfold yeah, right? the
1: more you know, the more you realize you don't know yeah right? that that's kind of yeah. how i it's how, amazing I've lived and understood things it's beautiful though it is it just doesn't sound easy nope,
0: so anyway, so uh let's just say we got to a point I was about three years of living my life. I didn't even tell my wife any of this stuff. Uh, I probably had two years where I fully was. Now what I can say is I was really wanting to not believe in anything. Like I was trying so hard to be an atheist.
1: Hey, I hope you're enjoying this interview so far. Be sure to stick around for the second half because there's so much more to come. But I did want to cut in for just a moment and share a couple of opportunities for you. The first is for those of you who might consider being a guest on a future episode of the Holy Creativity Podcast. The way to start that process is to fill out the guest request form. You'll find the link in the show notes to complete that form, letting me know a little about yourself, your story, and where I can find you online. If you're a creator of any kind and willing to talk about the ways in which your faith impacts your work and your work impacts the world, I'd love to hear from you. The second opportunity is one to give to support the work I'm doing here on this podcast and on my YouTube channel, Practically Biblical. You see, this podcast is just getting started with a short first season of only five episodes, and I would love to continue to introduce you to many more incredible creators in the months and years to come. So if you like what you're hearing and are interested in supporting these projects, I'd invite you to simply buy me a coffee. Now, that's not a literal coffee, though. I'm always down for that if you're in the area, but this is a virtual coffee that will go towards helping me continue to produce the kind of content you're listening to right now. If you're interested in doing so, you'll find a link to that in the show notes as well. Now let's get back to the interview. Like I was trying so hard to be an atheist.
0: I got to a point, um, some things were breaking, let's say, and I had uh, been in a group. I had made a group that was like a doubt group. Okay. So and this was all based on some friends. We all grew up this, pretty much the same way, all evangelical grow, growing up. But we're all at this point where we're all on different timelines here or yeah. directions or whatever. Sure. And we just decided to start it. We called it a doubt group because we didn't know what else to call it. <laughs> but it was like, because we are all just like, I don't know about this stuff. But we really wanted to take it to the point where like, hey, how do we help each of us go the direction they need to go? Awesome. Like the best for them and where they want. Mm-hmm. And so that has turned into some amazing stuff. That was one of the things that helped in this time. Just to be able to be like, I can say anything. I will not, no judgment, except I'm still safe. Yeah. Safe in I I don't know what safe means actually. When I say that, I said safe, I meant like heard and
1: loved, I guess you could say loved.
0: So then I got to a point, there was a specific time. I had some news come, some big thing happened this was the lowest point this was just like i could tell it was my break breaking yeah. point i go out do this stupid i always call it i think i told you i was like it was like the stupid lieutenant dan thing <laughs> yeah. from forrest gump where he's just like yelling at the sky yeah he's like if you if you if you're real whatever and i actually was like i had too much of a experience to do that mm-hmm. in my mind i felt a little shame doing it but i was like so gone i was just weeping and i went running yeah because that was the best choice I've probably ever made is to go running when I was mad instead of yelling or whatever and doing yeah. something to hurt someone. Uh, anyway, so I go out and there's this one spot. And I'm just like, you know what? This is, this is where you said I could cuss. Yes. But you can bleep this out. This Please do. Like, Bring it on, I'm Matt. just so pissed at God. Just <laughs> like, which is funny because if I'm trying not to believe in him for three years, how why would you be mad at him, right? Right. Or her, whatever. So uh, I'm really angry. Just at the point of like, this isn't fair. Why did you teach all me these? Th- Why did you teach these things to me? Why did you show yourself to me like this? Just a lot of struggle, just as human as I've ever been, probably. Yeah. And I got to this moment. I was like, if if you are anything, if you care about this and me and what I'm going through right now, you will, you will show yourself in any way. I'm talking a bird chirping. Yeah. yeah anything and i will believe that i will go do whatever i will believe what you wanted me to believe yeah is what i was thought i was saying gotcha. i'll go back to the thing gotcha and it was like a quarter mile of running which for me is a long time so <laughs> it was like nothing yeah like i didn't and it's a park like a green park there's nothing no wind nothing and i'm just crying more and more i can't even see you know and i'm still running because i'm just like running well because i'm so mad you know you got right. extra energy i get to this point at the bottom of this hill and you've I, heard nothing i've heard nothing you've heard nothing like you i've never not sign. heard even
1: a bird chirping and you've heard nothing i've never not mile.
0: heard nothing before this or after <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just crazy and i just just get to this bottom of this hill and I, and this is now my like faith statement i guess yeah and I was just like, F- "You God, I'm gonna believe in you anyway." Yeah. And it was very strange. I think it's the most real, honest moment I've ever had in my life. Interesting. And it was very interesting that I did not mean to say that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like,
1: I don't know. Maybe that's this was that deep that was humanity like a deep, coming out.
0: I I don't know what it was, but it was, it was spiritual. Let's say that. Yeah. And ever and even on. That run, something morphed inside me. I And the more I talk about it, the less it means. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like talk about it more than that. But now at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. Where did that come from? What does that mean? I can think about this as much as I want, but it's just true. Yeah. So I'm at the point now where I'm kind of, okay, if that is something I can say, if I'm even allowed to think and believe and think, not even believe, just think that and say it and have it mean so much to me. Why am I so scared about tension? Why do I think, uh, why do I think I have to be right about everything? Mm. Um, and, and since then I've had more and more and more of all of my life show and connect to, the Creator, I guess you could say. Yeah, God is a creative God. Yeah, uh, Amen. I mean, that's. I've never felt more spiritually connected than when I'm, painting, mm. or making something, or making something with someone, or even talking to someone while I'm making something.
1: One of the reasons i I wanted to get wanted to do this podcast in general was my recognition. Uh, that that God is a creator God, that God is a creative God, and he's created us to to be creative. Like I think part of that for me, as we read in scripture, that we're created in the image of God, I think part of that is he's a God of purpose, he's a God of creation, and he gives us gifts and talents and says, go create. Like I'm a creator, you're made in my image, you create. And so for some of us, it's painting. For some of us, it's writing. For some of us, it's you know putting numbers together on a spreadsheet. Yeah. Right? That's that's a form of creation. It's using the gifts and doing the things that I've been given to create something that makes sense, a system that works for someone or works for me. Right? Um, so to hear you say, I think that my understanding of that is when we're in the place and we discover the thing that we're created to do. I do think that's the place where we connect most with the Creator God because He designed us that way, is my belief. And so when, I, when I'm in that spot, I recognize more of who I am and what it means to be made in His image because I'm in the very place and doing the very thing that He's created me for. So let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about how that faith, how it's developed in your life really impacts the work that you do now. You know, you talk about being kind of a, a negative like I'm not a don't give up kind of person. You said that earlier. So I paint so that I see it, but my neighborhood sees it and my kids see it. Right. Is that because of living in that tension of what I believe, or what I'm not sure I believe, who I am, what my personality is? Does, do those things connect for you and your work?
0: Uh, they definitely connect. I don't always know how until later. Okay. But Interesting. They definitely connect. There's some times where I'm just like, I think I'm supposed to make this. Hmm which has that's a newer thing for me. Okay. Cuz I feel like almost like I was brought up that that's scary. Like your actual voice inside of you is scary and not good. Okay. Yeah. But I but I've gotten to the point where I'm like, "Wow, that is who I am and whatever that means with it." I I've made paintings in the last year that I'm like, I don't know why I'm making this, but I need to make this. I'm it's been on my mind too long. I still have a lot of those in me. Yeah. Um, Really. I get nervous when those things happen because they're new for me. Yeah. In the last like five years or so. And I know I need to do that. Yeah. Well, I want to do that as well, but I'm very scared of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do feel like there's a time where you have to just shut off that I'm doing it. Mm. And I'm just, it's just coming out, which sounds like ego a little bit. Maybe. But. I don't In my mind, it it's ego to keep yourself from doing that okay? because you're nervous about like what people will think or why okay. it doesn't make money. You're gotcha. not going to make, you have to pay the bills. And I mean, when it comes to the spiritual part, I mean, I have to say an aside that there's some of that with money that has to happen. Sometimes you just you have be, to, this is life. Yeah. Sometimes you have to make a painting that someone might buy instead yeah. of because you need some money yeah you know what i mean like i mean you that's not true
1: for me i can't make a painting that anybody <laughs> would buy but <laughs> well, we all do I it understand and i feel like yes. there's
0: sometimes where you're like stuck and i'm still the process is part of the thing to yeah. solve it yeah i need to make something yeah because that's how i get to the thing right that i'm supposed to make right yep so there's a mural i did that says breathe and has a pattern behind it and then there's a pattern square or whatever that's a lot more busy and then there's a pattern that says breathe. And there's a pattern a square that says not so busy. So it's a repeating. It's like nine or nine or something like that. Okay. Yep. It's probably the most I've thought about a piece. It means more than anything else to me. Okay. Breathe has to do with some of the stuff I was going through when I was telling that story, but also the rebuilding of that. So like a lot of my interest in God has to do with that story of the burning bush slash how you were not supposed to say the name of God Mm. because Yahweh was just breathing. It was Mm. just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And in my mind, that is the most unifying, inclusive idea of God that I could ever think of. Mm. And it was the first one that the, the Israelites were told about, right? which is so amazing to me that the core of existence is God. Mm. Like just breathing. You can't, and so, a lot of that has to do with that for me, that piece. So, it's breathe, you know, meditate on that or whatever. You, I don't like saying meaning of what I want about my pieces because right. I think other people can get them better than I do yeah. uh, and get
1: more out of it if you don't say what But this you're was trying your, this is what was coming out of yeah, you. Yeah, this was part of it. Up there. Yeah. yeah. And you have to have something. Yeah. I won't look, look at that off. painting the same ever again. That's cool. But I love hearing yeah. those stories, though.
0: And it was just uh, the idea that, the re- the things i correlate with oh man that means so much more to me if you don't have to make it a god that's like no this god you know well he's mad if you whatever mm-hmm. he's mad if, he's mad period yeah any, yeah This is your existence. It's already in you. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I think the Holy Spirit is my favorite of the Trinity. Okay. All right. (laughs) Is that like your favorite? I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, it's the one I relate to a lot lately, but it's probably because it doesn't have a lot of like fundamentalism built into it because it's like mysterious and creative. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so there's that. I have made that one. Definitely based on spirituality, but I did not want to talk about that because it takes. A, sometimes that takes away from what people can get. Because I really want other people. I don't know what you're. I'm supposed to make this for. Sometimes I made a thing. I had a friend die uh, from cancer a year and a half ago. A really close friend. Mm. There was a mural opportunity, and you had to d- submit your designs. And I made this design. It looked like two kind of ghosty looking people. Um, anyway, the faces. Had some words on them, and it was kind of creepy, and it didn't get selected, and I was like, uh, eh, why would they want this on the giant 40-foot wall? You yeah. Know? Uh, or that's how I told myself. Yeah. And I was like, but I need to make this anyway. Okay. And I made it, and um, I made them big still. Like, I made them yeah. four by four feet, and it's okay. two of them, and they go together. Okay. So, like, who's going to have room for this? I'm like, why Why would I do this? Why? Yeah. I got because <laughs> uh, I spent like a week on it at okay. least. And I was like, I can't afford a week of doing this when I'm making, you know, 20, yeah. 20 grand already. Yeah. Uh, so it was this thing. I was like, all right, we're just going to do it. And I put it up online. I said something about, it. I don't know why. Was
1: this a, like a canvas? Was this a mural? This is, what I was built this? them. It was like panels, wood panels okay. that okay. I built. And I, a
0: friend actually that has supported me in a lot of ways. Um, like, I would buy these. What? Mm. What? What do you? What do you want for them? And it wasn't just buying them because that wouldn't really say answer my question of why, yeah. right? And in there, there's probably multiple possibilities of why. But he and his husband looked at those and saw the people they had connected to that have passed, mm. and or that have connected with them. And I was like, whoa,
1: mm.
0: this is amazing. Yeah. And they're at their table. They're in their dining room sitting over their table. And Interesting. They're, they're just like all my like dumb murals that are so stupid fluorescent. bright. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's another reason why, like, why would anyone want this in their house? This yeah. So obnoxious. And they have dinners where they have people over and talk about deep conversations. And uh-huh. it has been a thing that they just have told me so many good. It just affirmed my choice there to finish what, has been put inside of me yeah and, I, and so think, so now that's a thing that spirituality has definitely been affecting it more than it ever has
1: yeah Matt I think I think the way you are articulating that is a place that I've discovered for myself and I hope that others hear like that's again one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation and do this podcast in this way is a lot of times we suppress those things inside of us because they're like oh that would be fun but I've got to make money, or that would be fun, but that's not really me, or that would be fun, and I think it would be meaningful, but that's just me talking and not God talking to me, right? But I do think there's, there's this connection. We've talked about it you know, just a few minutes ago already, that there is this connection that when we're in the place where I think that God wants us to be, those things do come out, and God's like, I've got a message for you or for somebody else. We don't always understand it, right? And so whether it's putting paint up on a wall or, you know, whether it's, you know, I've been in, in places where I'm more of a teacher, right? And so I've been teaching something and I'll just, something will come and I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to say this because I think, I think this is the message that is coming out now and not necessarily the thing that I prepared to, to share with you. So I think, I think it hits in different places. Yeah. And I think it's something we need to pay attention to. And there's certainly a discernment process oh, in for that. sure. Absolutely a discernment process. It's the most adult word.
0: Yes. Discernment.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I appreciate the way you articulated that. Um, But I do want to move on and get to just a couple last questions. What is a piece of advice that you received or you wished you would have received early on Mm -hmm. that would have maybe steered you in a direction faster or prevented you from going in a direction you didn't want to go?
0: Right. I stayed too long at a place that I shouldn't have. And that's can be metaphorical, or I worked at a place that was too long. I worked there for five years. I should have worked there for like one. I've always been scared of risk, which is like what you're. So if you if you don't take risks, you're probably not artistic, right? So basically, one of my pieces of advice is try new things. Okay, like always, just keep doing it. Someone keep moving. Keep did growing. someone tell you that, or no? You I wish they would have. Told I got you that fired. Sooner. Okay, because I should have left but I got fired and that made me become a freelancer. Gotcha. You know, and also having kids made me be like, Oh shit, I got to make some money. Yeah. I got to, I got to do the thing I'm supposed to do. So my kids do the thing they're supposed to do. And like not even supposed to like are born to do. I don't know. Yeah. Who are you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that is a big one. I think one of the big ones that I've learned on my own is go the way that you need to go. So there's gallery type artists, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not trying to like categorize, but there's there's people that do Instagram and sell their painting. Mm-hmm. There's people that uh, just go out and do it and live on the street and don't ever make any money on it. There are are people who do professional mm-hmm. graphic design. There are people who do you know, but there's so many levels. None of them are wrong, but in my mind, I always thought well, I'm not doing it the right way. Yeah, and I think some of that comes from my. Faith upbringing, yeah. Like there's a right way to do all these things, because right. we're all we all have to stay on the same line. And mm-hmm. now I'm like realizing, oh, God wants me to be something that I need to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be different or the same, but it's what I need to do. Yep. And being being who you are, it's harder for me to believe than it is for me to say. So it's easier for me to encourage someone than to, to hear it from myself. Yeah. I'm not a good friend to myself very often, and I'm working on that. I heard on some podcasts a couple of years ago that. This guy talked about being a friend to yourself. And I was like, what? You can do that? You can be nice to yourself? Wow. But doing all these things, these all things all are things that I've just learned from time. But I'm yeah. old now. So it's but, like
1: but people who who may be listening to this need to hear some of this. So in the studio, I know people you might see photos or clips or whatever. This episode is primarily audio only. But on the wall in my studio, I've got three um three images that I created, and they came from, one of them says, keep your edges sharp. One says, be different. And the other says, don't fear discomfort. And it was from a speaker I heard at the Global Leadership Summit in 2019, I think. And he said that the people that change the world are the ones who keep the edges of their differences sharp. Mm. And you're gonna, as you do that, you're gonna, it's not gonna be comfortable. So don't fear the discomfort. And so I honestly have pivoted in some major ways because of that and that's why I have these in this way on my wall to remind myself almost like your paintings this was my yeah, really simple yeah. graphic design no, like just I to put it. on the wall to remind myself like just because you're not doing the thing that someone else is doing that you wish you could do oh yeah doesn't mean you need to be doing that thing you need to do the thing that you were created to do and that's the thing the thing that makes you different is the space you need to lean into more and it's going to be risky and it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be the thing that makes you stand out. And I've really, again, pivoted in a major way. I've started podcasts because of that. I've started YouTube videos because of that. Like it's, it's made me try things that I never would have tried because I'm like, I can't do it like that person. I don't need to do it like that person. I need to do it like I do it. Right. So Anyway, just wanted to share that. I know you can see these. I, I know others might be listening and go, oh, those sound so cool. They're not. They're just words <laughs> no, on, they're a, cool. on a plaque. So, Matt, people might be really, like me, intrigued by your story, want to see some of your work, want to get in, in touch with you and hear more, um, see more of what you do. Where can people find you online?
0: Yeah, so I, have, uh, I do a lot of my stuff on Instagram at this point. Um, okay. It's just the right thing for my what i do yeah uh and that's at dat matt matt d-a-t matt matt okay two t's on each mat um right. yeah there's that i have com. need to update that so that's this is a good reason <laughs> to work on that that's those are the main ones um i have undefeatable by matt Plett on facebook which i know these are all three different things but uh
1: yeah all right I'll put all those links in the show notes. If you're interested in hearing more about Matt, want to get in touch and see some of his work and maybe even commission him to do some work like I'm going to try and do after this episode is over, all his social links will be in the show notes. Check him out. Matt, thanks so much for being here. This has been a great and fun conversation. Thank you very much for holding all this as well. hope you enjoyed this episode of Holy Creativity and listening into the conversation I got to have with my friend and artist, Matt Plett. There's so many other incredible creators like Matt and I can't wait to introduce you to them. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you prefer to listen. And since we're just getting this thing started, it would be a tremendous blessing to me if you could leave a rating and review of this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you may be listening. And don't forget, if you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, there's a link in the show notes to get that process started, as well as a couple options for you to give if you choose to do so to support the creative projects that I'm working on here in this studio. That'll do it for this episode of Holy Creativity. I hope you found some inspiration in today's conversation to explore that sacred space where faith and creativity converge in your life. We'll talk soon.